It's the ABCs High School Teachers Really Need to Know, episode number 12, Like Being Liked. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. I don't know if you've noticed this by now, but uh, I do not uh, pre-record my intros. Again, you know how I am. I like to stay authentic and just kind of roll with it, and whatever comes out, comes out, just like in the classroom. But that was a lot of likes in one sentence. I think I used four in a sentence or two. Wow. Um, It is good to be with you on another glorious day and another glorious week. Hope you're doing well in your world. Hope everything is just rolling right along for you as we continue to truck through this summer and uh, begin to turn the page back towards yet another school year that is quickly, really, really quickly coming uh, coming upon us. Uh, I'm excited, actually, though. I, I am knee-deep in coaching right now. Uh, I coach uh, martial arts and our drum line and a variety of smaller sports, and uh, I just get to interact with kids pretty much uh four days a week even during the summer and you know otherwise and I'm real happy about that because otherwise it's kind of one of those things where uh, you know again we do our job because we like working with kids and so having them every day uh, or just about every day um, makes the job a whole lot more special because if you think about it if you're not working with kids then you're just at the room at at the classroom or at your house doing paperwork or moving boxes or whatever you do I I don't enjoy that part because again I can do that in any job uh, and, and and so again, it's just great to work with kids, and that keeps uh, keeps me uh, young and well, honestly, old at the same time. I think uh, I feel old every time they come around with that uh, that energy that they always have. So yeah, uh, it is uh, rocking and rolling even during the summer for me, and uh, I am ready to rock and roll into yet another school year. And and so in this episode, I am talking about liked being liked. And this is such a meaningful episode to me, and it's one that, uh, again, and I know I've said this a couple different times, uh, but it, it is... It, It is an episode that I think is kind of in my wheelhouse from the standpoint of it's one of the secrets to my success, Uh, and and so it's important to me, and I get kind of fired up about it. Uh, I get fired up about all of this, and and all of it's been useful to me, but again, this episode uh, is so meaningful to me. And look, speaking of meaningful, I I just have to tell you, uh, I mentioned not too long ago that uh, I'm dealing with a little bit of illness in my family, some of that long-term stuff, some of those facts, factors of life. Uh, that uh, come in rock our world and uh, and and I just want you to know you know that's something I, I don't really um, share a lot of just because I want to focus on yours and my my you know focus and that's education and um, but I, I believe that you can't share without sharing who you are too so I don't mention it much but even in that in passing uh, having mentioned it, it was uh, meaningful that so many of you reached out to me uh, and uh, shared your thoughts and and just concern, and that means a lot. And you know, as I was responding to some of those emails, and uh, and before I forget, I, I constantly am getting asked to share my email uh, with uh, with with the audience. So I want to do that again. It's bermucci dot mat at gmail dot com. Again, it's bermucci dot mat at gmail dot com b r a m u c h i dot mat m a t t at gmail dot com but anyway so as i was going through the um the email responses and just the general chatter back and forth that i get from uh from from each week's episode uh i, I just happened to click on locations and and, and i 
and I do this kind of sporadically, uh, but I happen to look at it and I see that we have so many different locations all around the world. I was humbled. Uh, just, just that again, you know, I, I get really, really self-conscious and, and I guess to be honest with you, I was a little bit down, um, with just all the stuff going on and it, it was just, it was inspiring that, you know, we can build such an incredible network really across the globe. Uh, folks, I know you can't see it like I can, but I mean, we've got, we've got listeners and, and, and of course the U S but in Australia and South America and in Europe and in Asia, um, and, and it's just inspiring and you know not because that's that's my stuff that I will tell you um, you know as, as I've said before also it, it's really you never know if someone's gonna think that what you do is crap or buy into uh, you know kind of what you're shoveling so to speak um, and it's very it makes you very self-conscious because again I do care a lot about what I do I care about you guys a ton and it's 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 not only self-reflective for me and, and self-fulfilling to see that kind of continuing uh, viewership, listenership uh, go up and up and up, but also, um, and more importantly, it's, it's, it's humbling to me that in our profession, whether you are in Australia or in South America or in Japan and Asia, you or, or of course here in the U.S., we are... In the, where I'm at, we're in this same boat together. You know, we see students. Students are remarkably, despite all the obvious differences in diversity, there are some similarities. There's a ton of similarities, uh, of course, because they're all children, but also um, just as learners, there's amazing similarities. And and so, uh, you know, we we share this this effort, this 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 you know, unified principle or set of principles where we're wanting to educate kids and, and overcome the challenges and, and just continue to grow and get better at it. And, and it really makes you feel part of a team. So, uh, again, it's so meaningful to hear uh, and, and see uh, your responses and where you come from and, and all of that. So, so again, I, I see those things. You are heard. You are seen. Um, and, and it makes a difference to me and in our network of learners. And, and so, again, thank you so very much. And if I don't uh, say enough thank yous, you know, forgive me again. I try. I know you, I try to value your time, so I know you don't want a really, really long episode. And, and when I get to rambling like this, I know I'm eating into ultimately what what I'm here to talk about this week, uh, and that is our episode. So I do want to say thank you, and let me get right into our episode. So again, it's like being liked, and 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 I've said this also, and I've said that two, three times, but I I, I say this all the time. Kids do not learn. Um, if from people they don't like, at least not very often, and 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 that is essentially what this week is about. Uh, and 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 let me ask you, uh, be honest with yourself. How much do you learn uh, from people you don't like? And and that's just human nature. So don't don't ever forget that. You know. So in this episode, we're talking about liking to be liked, and that's an important issue because again, students are going to learn more if not exclusively from people they can connect with or people that they like. And then second, uh, if, if, if building healthy relationships are critical to developing trust and growth in the learning process, and you know that they are, how are you supposed to accomplish uh, any of that if your kids don't like you? So, so understand my point here. Um, again, 
if you believe, and I think that you probably do, that kids don't learn from uh, people that they don't like, at least not not as often as they could, uh, or as much as they could, and if you believe that relationships are essential to what we try to do in the classroom, and I hope that you do, um, do you see the importance of being liked in the classroom? And and I'll go a step further by saying that I just absolutely one hundred percent reject that misguided cliche that quote students don't have to like you as long as they respect you. I hate that saying. Oh, I don't care if they like me; they just better respect me. That's just that's just complete crap. It's simply not true. Um, and 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 look, they may perform for you if that's how you are. Meaning, if you've obtained the respect but they don't like you, they may perform for you for you. But it's not because you've stoked any kind of curiosity or motivated them to want to learn more. It's strictly out of compliance. Compliance. You know, they're, they're being compliant in your process. They know they need a good grade or their parents are going to ground them for eternity if they don't. So in, in classrooms where it's um, all about just doing what you're supposed to, i.e. compliance, you're not getting motivated learners. You're not getting students that are naturally curious. And and I think oftentimes, um, you know, we, we, we see teachers lose sight of this. They lose sight of the importance of having rapport and relationships in the classroom. And what they don't realize is they're absolutely undermining what they're trying to accomplish. You're not getting many students that are in the business of long-term learning in, in this kind of environment. Um, and, and then more importantly than even that, uh, you could actually, from this kind of classroom where there's not really any rapport with the students and no relationships, you can actually generate very negative attitudes about learning. And the and, and, and that's, that can go way beyond a classroom. That can go into a job, career, family, and so forth and so forth. So what's worse than a student not learning? It's a student generating negative attitudes about learning and growing. And so liked, liking being liked is a huge, huge part of what we try to accomplish. And again, I see so many teachers try to dismiss this and, and just kind of live in this bubble where they facilitate a classroom and the, the kids kind of rotate around the teacher as the center and teachers fail to realize how demotivating this is and how uh, detrimental this is and how students in, in that scenario are strictly focused on learning because they have to. And so that's why liking um, being liked is so important. And, and, and this is where I want to call a timeout because I know what one or two of you might be thinking, if not more. Um, I, I am not, I, I want to say it again, I am not talking about acting their age or adopting their interest and, and you know, sit up there and uh, talking in their language and uh, dressing like them and all of that nonsense. That's not what I'm talking about. Instead, I'm talking about dedicating your efforts to ensuring that your process, every aspect, as I've said, week after week isn't miserable for your students. You accomplish this by always making it about the individuals in the classroom and your relationship with them. I've say I've said this, you know, time and time again, and I know I'm saying that a lot in this episode, but it's true because it comes down to those things that I've kind of laid out in the past and 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 one of the major tenets of what what I'll argue uh, is important in education is that we individualize that standardized process. It's so very important. You've got to be approachable 
and focus on connecting and supporting every single one of your kids, no matter how big your classroom is. You got to manage your classroom in ways that promote student ownership and empowerment. You know, students have to have to be empowered. They have to be at the center of the learning, and then, you know, take it that's to that next step and own the learning. You know, both in behavior and in the academic um, application of material skills content. They've got to own it. And so in short, you got you got to avoid being in tyrant mode. Don't be a tyrant because it's not going to get you anywhere. You know, so if, if, if you're that, and, and I'm, I'm going to assume that most, if not all of you, um, you know, by virtue of you listening to podcasts like like this and the other things that I'm sure you do, uh, you, you're probably not in this category of tyrant. But you know as well as I do that we have seen those tyrants that have been around forever um, or tyrants that come straight out of school and they're in their first year or two of teaching uh, and, 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 and they haven't learned what most of the veterans have learned many, many years ago, at least the veterans that are still in the game because they understand that how important it is to, to be liked by your students. You know, you got to figure this out because if you don't, you're not going anywhere in the classroom. You know, students will like you a lot more when you focus on their individual successes and needs. It's just true. And if you obsess, and I've said this, but if you obsess with mindless structure, you know, those things that we talked about, those things that absolutely choke the life fun and motivation out of the learning process. You know, if you live in that world of excessive structure, it's time to loosen it. Um, They have to feel like they're at the center of the learning process and not watching it in the audience. You know, if you think about the average classroom, you really got to evaluate it from that standpoint. Are kids at the center or are they in the audience? Because if they're in the audience, they're passive. They're not active. They're not empowered. They're not owning the learning. They cannot be in an audience. They have to be at the center. You have to always ensure that communication is bi-directional. Um, you know, that you're balancing teacher and student-driven. That students are able to give you open feedback and you're able to get that open feedback so you can adjust the teaching, the learning, and all the things that go into a messy educational process. So basically you just got to make sure that you consistently utilize and apply and apply strategies uh, that I talk about and things that you know from your own experiences that work. You've got to utilize those things. You've got to make sure that you apply all those foundational uh, pedagogies and instructional strategies and approaches that that are that we know empower kids, and we know push kids to own their learning. It's important, and so I just kind of want to put in your mind two classrooms, okay, two types of classrooms. All right, I'm going to characterize two classroom types for you. I think this is very helpful for you to kind of see something really, really important and for you to kind of self-reflect on your own. So classroom A, I want you to think about this. In this classroom, the teacher requires students to ask permission before grabbing a tissue or sharpening a pencil. Students depend primarily on the teacher to tell them when to accomplish tasks as opposed to utilizing calendars or pacing guides or lesson plans or whatever. Students tend to lose focus or act up when, when the teacher steps across the hall or has a substitute. Grades tend to reflect primarily how much work is submitted by a student. 
So how much effort? Conversation in the classroom is limited to content and course-related topics, and or the teacher absolutely refuses to engage in any discussion related to topics outside the classroom. So that's classroom A. A very, very teacher-centered classroom with a lot of structure. Okay, That's what that classroom is all about. And then classroom B. In this classroom, the teacher allows students to move around the room for no obvious purpose. The classroom has really, really relaxed submission policies on assignments. Student focus tends to be difficult for the teacher to maintain, and the teacher, him, him or herself, often finds uh, that bargaining with students is effective. Grades tend to skew high. And conversation in the classroom is often off-topic, and the teacher often uses quote-unquote lingo and occasionally dresses like them. So in classroom B, you see a very different scenario. So again, the problem with classroom A is that it's overly structured, depends on complete control, and frankly, isn't very fun for anybody involved, probably. In classroom B, it's the other extreme. The teacher isn't leading by example in this classroom and is trying way too hard to be liked. Um, he or she may, and the teacher may be liked in that classroom. But the learning suffers because there's little consistency and certainly very little leadership. So I kind of gave you these two classrooms. You know, classroom A, very strict, suffocating, teacher-centered behavior. Classroom B, too loose teacher tries to be just like, not liked, but just like students. Tries too hard. S you know, sabotages his or her own standards. And, and, and so in these two extremes, these are obviously classrooms that you don't want to be in. These, these are places where your own classroom um, doesn't need to be at. But the reason I point out these two kind of bookends is because most classrooms fall between these extremes. And the best classrooms peg it right in the middle. There's a happy medium where you really have to work hard to, you know, kind of focus your effort on not going anywhere near how these two classrooms are characterized. And so I think seeing these two classrooms kind of puts you on a spectrum for you to be able to evaluate in your own mind, where is your classroom? You know, and, and, and probably we all shift to one of these extremes, at least in peace or part, at at least some part of our time with our kids. But we have to be self-reflective and, and just own our game and educated and growth mindset enough to be able to go, wait. This isn't the way I need to do things. This isn't the way I need to structure or manage this classroom. So you got to know the extreme so you can avoid them and land it right in the center. You know, ultimately, you got to realize that how you're perceived by students is crucial. You know, in some ways, this whole episode is about being able to have self-reflection abilities. Right, one of our many superpowers, you know, you know that teachers have. We've got to be able to 
be able to be empathetic and be able to self-reflect, understand how we're perceived. That's important because, again, it underlines our relationship with our kids, which you know we need a positive relationship to be successful. So construct your classroom in a manner that is challenging. In the middle of these two extremes, but absolutely not miserable. Help students to enjoy your process as well as being taught by you. I mean, you want to make them really, really, really value their time with you, whether that be a semester or an academic year. Make them glad that they are around you, you know, regardless of how they perform, right? Because if you've done your job, kids, kids and your relationship with them go way beyond how they perform in the grade book. Make them value that time. At the same time, don't don't pander, lower your expectations, and or compromise your integrity to achieve likability. That's not what this episode's about. This episode's about rapport and understanding how your connection to kids absolutely builds a foundation for you to be able to achieve what you're trying to achieve. You have to absolutely have a strong foundation. And, and in turn, you're going to be so surprised at how strong a house you can build on that foundation that can overcome all of the adversity that a kid's going to face in your classroom or hopefully is facing when it comes to academics. Because again, learning's messy. Has to be mistakes. It's not all going to come easy. So always ask yourself, and, and this is probably the most important metric would you enjoy sitting in your own classroom? And I challenged you with that a few weeks ago. And I want to ask you again. Would you enjoy being in your own classroom? I sure hope so. It's an important metric. Well, that is it. I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. I enjoyed being with you again. Um, remember to show up next week listening from wherever you're listening from uh, for episode number 13 master mastery remember to like comment and subscribe or buy the books on amazon.com until next time i'll see you down the road